Good morning. The scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of John, chapter 14, and verses 1 through 6. John 14, and verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the title of this morning's lesson is Which Way? This morning as you drove to the church building, did any of our members get lost? Not one of our members who is sitting here this morning got temporarily lost? Why is that? Why did we all find our way here? Because we were sure of our way. We were confident in our direction and secure knowing our way to the building. We had enough faith in our driving ability to get us here. The theme, that is the theme of this morning's lesson is Jesus and the way. The lesson will focus on three men who thought they knew the way. We will see how their faith and the way relate to our faith and the way. The lesson will lead us to examine Three examples of faith concerning acceptance, service, and sacrifice. Acceptance, service, and sacrifice. Before we begin, I want you to know we're going to be looking at quite a few passages this morning. So if you didn't get a chance this week to study your Bibles, you are very fortunate. We are going to be looking at a lot of scripture. Fortunately, it's only going to be in two books of the Bible. We're going to be in Acts, and we're going to be in Matthew. So you want to get your Bibles out. If you didn't bring one, there's one in the pew back right in front of you. And you want to put your hand in Acts, that's where we'll be first. And then maybe a card in Matthew, that's where we'll go to, and then back and forth. Let us begin by looking at faith in acceptance. This example of faith is found in the life of Saul, who would become the Apostle Paul. We're going to look at Saul's involvement in the death of Stephen and the persecution of the church. So turn with me, if you will, to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 7. That's where we'll begin today, verse 57 through Acts 8 and verse 3. 
Acts 7, 57 through 8, 3. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him, that is Stephen, with one accord, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. That is, he died. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. And also in chapter 9, the next chapter over, in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Saul thought that he knew the way, but he did not. Saul refused to accept this new way. Saul must have thought this new way was evil. It had to be. There was no reason to believe that Saul was going to accept this new way, this Jesus. Saul was a faithful Pharisee, a Jew born in Tarsus. The religion Saul had been raised in had taught him to be zealous. Saul felt it was his duty to persecute the church. Saul believed he was doing what was right by putting Christians in prison. As dedicated as Saul was in what he thought he was doing, he couldn't have been more wrong. It wasn't until the Damascus Road that Saul realized he was wrong. The Damascus Road is where Saul met the Lord. It took that incredible experience to turn Saul from persecutor to preacher, from antagonist to evangelist, to finally accept Jesus and this new way. Let us briefly look at the conversion of Saul in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 22. It's a quite lengthy passage. And here we're going to find the conversion of Saul. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? So then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told 
what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. In a vision he has seen, in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority, here being Damascus, from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received his sight in at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. There are those here this morning who grew up in the church. Many of you came to know Jesus at an early age. There are those here who did not grow up in the church, whose parents were not members of the Church of Christ. Therefore, you accepted Jesus later in life. This group that I also belong to spent much of our youth going the wrong way. Our faith was misdirected. It was not in Jesus. The book of Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 14 and verse 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. There may be somebody here this morning who has not been baptized, who will accept Jesus in the way. Someone sitting here may realize 
that Jesus is the only way, the true way. They will begin a new life by placing their trust in the Lord and His way this morning. Next, we will look at faith in serving. Our second example of faith is the Apostle Peter. First, we're going to be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. That's Matthew 14 and verses 25 through 33. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And now we'll go to Matthew, same book, and chapter 26. Matthew 26 and verses 31 through 35. Matthew 26, 31 through 35. Then Jesus said to them, them being the disciples, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. And then we'll finish this reading in Matthew with Matthew 26 and over to verse 69. 69 through 75. Matthew 26, 69 through 75. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow 
also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with the note, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. In Peter's case, we have someone who had accepted Jesus. Peter thought he knew the way. Peter was sure he was ready to follow the Lord and serve him. Peter was wrong. Peter did not know the way at this point in his life. Peter had accepted Jesus, but he lacked the degree of faith to follow through. Peter had faith, but not enough to serve effectively. Peter's intentions were good, and he meant well. However, Peter did not fully trust in Jesus and the way yet. He had not reached that level of faithfulness. How many of us here this morning can relate to Peter at this point in his walk with the Lord? We accept Jesus as our Savior. We are ready to serve him, to put our faith to work, and do what he asks. And yet, there are times when we lack the degree of faith to follow through and serve effectively. Like Peter, our service can be inconsistent at times. However, let us take heart as we see the tremendous transformation in Peter's life from weak faith to strong faith. Peter, who grew spiritually in the way, from reluctant apostle to a powerful preacher. Please turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Here in chapter 2, we find Peter's powerful sermon when the day of Pentecost had arrived and ushered in the church of Christ. We're going to take a look at part of that sermon this morning. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 24 first. 22 through 24. This is Peter speaking. Men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. And in the same chapter, over to 32 through 42, verses 32 through 42, Peter continues, This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. 
For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies a footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. This is the best part. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified, and he exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. We can see through dramatic change in Peter's degree of faith. Peter's faith and service increased because of the Holy Spirit and the trials he had endured, and so can ours. This faith in Jesus and the way will often take years to develop through being led by the Spirit and our personal trials. Finally, we look at faith and sacrifice. Just one more passage. Our third example of faith is the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19. So let's be turning there to Matthew 19, our final reading for this morning. Verses 16 through 22. Matthew 19 and verses 16 through 22. Now behold, one came and said to him, him being Jesus, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then the young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. Why? For he had great possessions. This young man thought he knew the way. This young ruler was competent in what he had done up to this point in his life. The young man had much and had lived a good life. The man's faith in himself 
and his possessions is obvious. However, the Lord was not impressed. The Lord teaches this young man and us that our faith will only be complete when we are willing to sacrifice that which is important to us in order to follow him. We must be willing to sacrifice those things that diminish our service for Jesus. We must be careful not to put our trust in the temporary things while losing sight of those eternal treasures available to us. Our Lord said in Matthew 6 and verses 19 through 21, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Why? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If we Christians are not careful, our lives become wrapped up in possessions. And this can draw us away from our Lord, take our, our attention from Jesus, what He desires and what He expects from us. We don't know whatever happened to the rich young ruler. Did he follow the Lord's advice? Was this young man able to sacrifice those things that meant so much to him? Was he willing to put his faith fully in Christ and follow him? Each of us here this morning struggles with these questions at one time or another. What are we willing to give up for Jesus and the way? How much are we willing to sacrifice? We have two wonderful examples of complete faith in the apostles Paul and Peter. Men who accepted Jesus and whose faith grew to the point where they were willing to sacrifice themselves for Jesus and the way. Peter was crucified head downward and Paul was beheaded at Rome. This morning's lesson on Jesus and the way clearly shows us three examples of faith that can be seen in acceptance, service, and sacrifice. I hope and pray that the lesson will be an encouragement and motivate each one of us. I know it is for me. Although time and trials can help to increase our faith, we should also pursue a faith and path that will strengthen, be strengthened through prayer. Our lives can be strengthened through fellowship. It can be strengthened through Bible study while allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us daily. May each day be the day that you rededicate your lives to the Lord. Every day should be a day where you wake up and find yourself saying, today I'm going to do something for the Lord and I know He will be pleased. I'm going to do my best today for the Lord. And I know that just like me, there's those days that come to a close and you're crying and praying, why in the world did I behave that way? You're human. You're striving for perfection, but you're not perfect. So give yourself a break and try the next morning. And believe me, you know that God is smiling and He is with you. He has your back. <clears throat> May every Christian 
take personally the words that our Lord spoke to the Apostle Paul in Acts 26 and verses 16 through 18. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of their sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Let us consider these words in our daily walk with the Lord and in the way. And now our invitation Accepting Jesus takes faith. This morning, there may be someone here who has never been baptized. But you're ready and you're prepared to take that step this morning. We ask you, are you willing to repent of your sins? Are you ready to confess Jesus before others? If you're ready and willing to do that, when we sing our hymn of invitation, our hymn of invitation, we ask that you would please make your way to the front. And you will be immersed. You'll be baptized and wash away your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There may be a brother or sister in Christ here, though, whose life has gone and become sidetracked, and you need the prayers and support of the congregation. Whatever your need is this morning, won't you please let us know what that is. Our elders are here to assist you as we stand and sing our hymn of invitation. <laughs>